0: The moment that he tells Clark, you are my son
1: mm-hmm. like,
2: just yeah
0: <laughs> nerd on. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Nerd On, the podcast you didn't need, but you deserve, and where all levels of nerd are welcome. All of them. (laughs) All of them. Even you. In the pantheon of superheroes, the one symbol most recognized in the world is the red S. In the film that begins the journey of nature versus nurture and the symbol of hope that would begin our road to Zack Snyder's Justice League aka hashtag Snydercut. today's topic is Man of Steel. But it's before we get it's into that, river. <laughs> <laughs> before wow. we get into that, I am Josh, one of your hosts. I'm Tom. Wow.
2: I'm Caitlin. I'm Batman. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> awesome.
0: Oh. Awesome. Or
2: Corey maybe also could be. Yeah.
0: Maybe, yeah. maybe. But I'm Corey. This episode is brought to you in part by the members of the Nerd On Nation that is powered by Patreon. Patreon. As a member of the Nerd On Nation, you do get fun perks, like you get early access to these episodes. You get bonus episodes that nobody else here hears Lost my voice for a second, and you oh. choke on your promo. I know, and you get uh, access to secret channels on our Discord server that only you have access to, and uh, all sorts of other fun stuff. And at the same time, the NerdOn Nation has allowed us to grow and be the best that we can be. Um, lots of upgrades have been available because of the Nerd on Nation support, and it's fantastic. So check that out, nerdon.tv backslash Patreon. And a huge shout-out to our partners, Apogee and Odyssey. Apogee have equipped us with the Hype Mic, the ultimate podcasting microphone. It's an excellent microphone. Check it out. And Odyssey headphones. We use their LCD-1s. We also have some of the Mobius that we use while gaming. Uh, fantastic headsets. Do check them out. And... Um, if you, use the, uh, if you use the link, nerdon.tv backslash odyssey, uh, you can support the show um, mm, mm, mm. while shopping for excellent headphones. And you can use the discount code nerdon10 exclamation point for 10% off of your order. That is the LCD ones, LCD GX or the Mobius one per customer and not valid on promotional priced items. Um, and also, if you enjoy what you hear today stop by rate review subscribe share us with your friends and family all that good stuff
2: but yeah when you rate and review our show here it comes it's like how how when you have a hot mug of tea Mm. and you and it's the first one you've poured for yourself or your cup of coffee and you bring it up and you breathe in that steam and you go to take that first sip and you just and you just
1: and then you take alternating turns with your co-host while Josh is doing the ad.
2: <laughs> yeah. And it's just, it's just, it's just a beautiful thing. We
3: were both getting those um, rates so and reviews. Please, I saw that.
2: <laughs> we were getting those rates and reviews, sipping on them. It was so relieving, so mm. relaxing, so enjoyable. I feel like I can so breathe better. That when you leave you know? us those reviews, yeah. We'll 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 shout you out. If you give us a review, we'll be like, hey. Thank you, I see. and it's yeah. free. I love
1: you. It is free, free, free ninety free. It's free to support. <laughs> anyway, free to I help. love you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Let's anyway, move on. Like the show. Um,
1: the, so the next part of the show is going to be our first two segments, which are going to be um. One that entails at the end of the show, um, so we're just gonna go jump right into it. We're gonna do our
3: guess, <gasps> guess that, that grump. That that yeah. man. he's bum, got beard, he's bum, got bum, no, man. Man. He's no, no He's a child, he's a man, he's a super, he's Kal El, he's Kryptonian Superman. Superman. Superman.
2: That's, that's, that.
1: Good job, guys. Good job. Wow, uh, that was actually. That's not bad. All right. Um, So if you're brand spanking new to that show, that show that you're listening to right now, which is Nerd On, um, Guess That Grump is where we're going to go around the digital screens. If you're not watching on YouTube, you would see it if you were, so you should be. Um, And we're going to guess who is going to have the lowest score from a rating of one out of five. Now, no matter how high that number is, the lowest one will be the Grump for the week. Since I always explain it, and I never... Throw in a curveball. Josh, go first. <laughs> there it is. <laughs>
0: Between two. Um, and I'm just going to lock it down. Caitlin.
3: Mm.
2: <gasps> mm. Okay. Mm. <clears throat> Caitlin. All right, Caitlin, who you got? Right. Who's your money on? I think it's going to be Josh. Mm. Ooh, baby. Not, not even, not even a spite vote, not even a spite vote.
1: She wasn't here when we talked about what we talked about in the green room.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> thumb. No? Tom dark and ugly. Who you got? Uh, for me, for the Grum,
1: mm, it's gonna be.
3: I think it's My. gonna
1: be. Let's just let's just make it a thing. I'm gonna put Corey. I already wrote your All name right. down next to
3: me. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, while a Spider-Man you were, while meme. You were y'all stretching it out. Point. I was like, I feel this. I sense it in the force, a disturbance. <laughs> um I'm gonna say Caitlin. Oh. <gasps> um, see for, reason, for reasons for
2: Tom, Tom what? I watched this movie with Tom, so yeah. Tom has a sneakity peek behind the curtain of how yes, I feel. but that, but the, I have the, a
3: sneakity peek at how others in the room feel as well. So I'm like torn, like well, you'll see. It why. was between Corey and Kalen for me. Okay.
1: That, I'll say yeah, that way. Too. So so that's that's why I picked what I picked mm-hmm. because I just wanted it to be even. Okay, like the
3: universe. Do you balanced. like giving us your opinions? <laughs> <laughs> how can you, they get involved, you, Corey? You at home? Do you like telling us what you think? Because we like hearing it. Rate and review. Um, if you'd like to partake in the show as well, you can. If you want to be one of these... You like us guessing who the Grump is and you want to throw your towel into the, in the fight in the ring, you let us know who you think and you could be the guess that aid, graveyard, 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 digging Grumper, wow. Gatorator. Whoa. Um, wow. So, uh, and Great if you name. get it right, you get a shout-out on the show, which is pretty cool because we like giving shout-outs right in review. So, um, <laughs> with that... The nerd on this was a close one. This was a very close nerd on yeah? nation. They they had trouble deciding. Um, but uh, Josh, it's Kalen.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: every time, every time.
1: So it, it uh, definitely couldn't
0: have
3: been me. I don't know why. No, Tom, you had no votes.
1: <sighs> DC I, I boy. can't wait till we get to our next part. I can't wait.
3: DC boy. yeah Yeah. Uh, it was between you and me, Kalen, and you 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 had one more vote than I did. Mm-hmm. Just one. Uh okay. but we had we had a good turnout for that one as well. Thank you guys for participating. Thank you. Stick around to the end of the show. See if you get a shout out, if you got it right. So yes. that ga- grass fan. So, so what's the order, Corey? Uh so the order is gonna be Tom, you're first. You got no votes. <laughs> then it's gonna be Josh uh, or me with one vote. Uh, and then it's gonna be Tom. Kaelin. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's going to be Kaelin. It's going to be May sometime. It's going to be Kaelin with three votes. Okay. After that. Um, so, so with that. Tom, Josh, Corey, Kaelin. That's the order.
1: <laughs> with that whole mess behind us now, we're going to go to the complete spoiler of that and go into our initial reactions and our first impressions. Now, I am going to go first this time. Oh, I'm going to go first and say it like this. <clears throat> Um, oh. Initial reaction when I first walked out of the theater, I watched it. I was dating this one girl. I watched it with my boys. I remember, I remember very specifically how it went. The theater on opening day was semi full, not even packed, semi full. I remember walking out of that theater and being like, that's pretty cool. That's pretty dope. And I remember uh, seeing the internet just shh. Shit all over it And I was just like What the fuck What's going on And I kind of had Like this feeling of like Well Jesus It's not like the best thing ever It's not no You know Dark night But like I liked it It was good And uh, And I actually Over the years Watched it And rethought about it I only watched it Maybe a handful of times And I watched it again For this episode And it Really started Getting me to Like really like Superman. Um much like um the Cape Crusaders host David Barry which you guys should all listen to. He was kind of like, "Well, Superman's boring. Superman whatever. Blue Blue Boy scale, blah blah whatever." Um and it's the Cyclops of the DC universe. <laughs> and this film Colors dared to do something different and dared to kind of go into a little bit more I feel like of its true origin. Um and that's It's almost gotten to the point where for me, like Superman, I I got to the point where I was a big Batman fan. But then I I later on learned, like, you can't really like Batman and not like Superman. Like, they're kind of, again, two sides of the same coin when you're talking about characters in America. And it's gotten to the point now where, like, of course, Batman will always be my favorite. But, like, Superman is, like, almost there next to him. And it's because of this film. And it allowed me to kind of really think about what Superman really means. And uh, I'll leave it with that. So uh, with
0: this film, um, thank you to this film. Uh, I'm just going to go in order of the guests at Grum. Uh, I'll go next. Um, mm. So to preface a little bit, Superman is my favorite superhero. Um, there were times in my life that I even had Superman um, socks and shirts. Dude, and- I was with you. I had a belt buckle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, those are so hot Stands.
1: back in the day, man. Yeah. Like
0: uh when I ran track, um uh, my track socks had Superman uh on the on the nice. on there. So I felt I felt powerful. I, I I liked it. Um so I was super pumped when this movie was announced and everything, and I watched it and I love this movie. I it's this is a hashtag. That's my Superman. Uh, mm. This movie, uh, and I'll and I'll tell you because I, I was telling, I was hinting in the digital green room that. So this is episode 188 of Nerd on the podcast, and wow. this is the this is probably one of the first times that I've truly been nervous to yes. talk about a topic, and I'll tell you why because. I've stayed pretty much outside of the um, kind of polarizing viewpoint. I didn't know how polarizing it really was. All I knew is that—
1: Not like me in the trenches. Yeah, yeah
0: you're, <laughs> you're deep within it. I had no idea. I just kinda, All I knew was a general that there are people that don't like it. And then for this episode, prepping to watch it, I, um, I just wanted to do my research because I love this movie. I've watched it so many times. I probably watch it a couple of times a year just because. Um, wow. And uh, doing, getting prep for this episode, I watched it a couple of more times and trying to find the the other side. And it, it, I had no idea how polarizing it is, and it's super polarizing because in one Google search you can find Man of Steel is the best superhero movie ever made, and then the next one. Man of Steel is hot garbage. Like, and it alternates like that. Yeah, And. The internet. The internet. So my initial reaction of it summarized (laughs) is that I remember watching it going, oh my God, this is amazing. I love this. This is like, it was like for me, it was like the the dark night of Superman where it, it gave darkness and it, it, it's like. I love that Superman is usually like the the beacon of light and blah, blah, blah. But it was like he wasn't always – I like the idea of another – of an option of like it wasn't all, you know, sunshine and rainbows. You know what I mean? Like darkness of his journey. So anyway, yeah. I like it a lot. <laughs> I'll go. Corey? Uh, first, I
3: want to say Henry Cavill, hashtag that's my Superman that dude that I have, I poor ugly aside from like,
0: he's just so hard to look
3: at. I feel so bad for how ugly he is. And he's so
0: charming and nice. It just, it's, um, no,
3: but seriously, since Christopher Reeve, this is like what a, and he even kind of like looks like him a little bit. Christopher Reeve, which is a nice homage to, 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 uh, you know, the original films, uh, which I, I grew up loving as well. And I just, it, it, this is, I mean, this is nothing to do with the film, but it it like depresses me how woefully underutilized he's been within the DC universe. And the fact that we haven't got a second Man of Steel film is is heartbreaking because he's perfect. And I know he wants to do it. I know he does. Yeah. He uh, named we, his dog Cal. We all want oh. it. Um because I and I've watched he's like side tangent about Henry Cavill real quick. I follow him on, on social media. He's such a nerd. Mm-hmm. He's so he's kind of like he's a big sweetly old awkward. He's like sweetly awkward, but like Superman is, can be sweetly awkward in that same way, which is, which is, it's him. It's like that casting, once in a lifetime casting What's where him? you're like, oh, this was
0: what you were supposed to do. There's okay, a compilation cool. on YouTube of Henry Cavill in um, embarrassing situations, and it's just people giving him compliments. And if you watch him, he's just like, he just kind so of like with wiggles it. in his chair. Oh, my like- favorite
3: story is the fat Cavill with uh, Russell Crowe. Oh my God. Have you yeah. heard that story? Yeah. Where he like met. He met Henry Cavill when Henry Cavill was a kid. Russell Crowe, as an actor, went to this school, and this kid was like, I want to be an actor. Can you tell me about it? And Russell Crowe's like, I usually give the, you know, try. He's like, but somehow this kid was different, so I was honest with him. I was like, you know, be ready for this type of work. They treat you we, like
1: shit, but the pay is good.
3: Yeah, we get we get cast in this movie together, and he's like, you don't remember me, do you? And he went, oh my God, yes, I do. <laughs> and I'm playing your dad now. What a crazy, <laughs> anyway. That was a fun fact. Graham how did Horton. I feel about the movie, watching the movie the first time? I walked away knowing that Henry Cavill was meant to be Superman. I'll say that. Uh, did I love it? No. Um, but it has nothing to do with that performance or how they wrote Superman. Um, it, it, I, I also watched, and I, Tom's heard me say this probably too many times now to count, I watched the UHD recolor of, of the film, and it helped a lot. And I know it's that's such like a small petty thing to say but like it was the same with the matrix when they added that green filter and it like something about the green filter kind of glazes me over um so watching the 4k uhd where they recolored it and you have blue skies and his suit is blue and red and yellow and it's just like it immersed me a little more which is like Hmm. which i'm basing my my rating today off well you're also an editor so
0: you're you're very sensitive to color anyway sure
3: sure I'd like to think that's why. That's a very nice thing to say. <laughs> um, but I, I I did have a, f- a few things we'll get into that kind of stood out to me, but there are a lot of really, really wonderful moments in this film that, that to me, jump from page to screen really well. And there, a lot of it has to do with the Kent family and, and how that's explored. And uh, I hope that that stuff is like canon forever, how they treated those characters, because they nailed it. Caitlin. Ba-dun-dun.
2: Caitlin. Oh, is it me? Yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> I was like, don't That's leave all us all fucked. in suspense, Caitlin. We're just saying uh, your name. I was like, hmm? What? I'm gonna what? insert crickets uh, here. <laughs> I thought this was great. I really liked it. <gasps> um yeah, eat that. Suck on that egg. Um no, it the thing that I said. As as I finished, because I had I didn't see this when it came out. I came. I only saw this for the first time in preparation for this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I watched, it, I was like, "If this came out like last year, it would have done really well." Um, because I think if I had seen it when it came out, I wouldn't have liked it, probably. And. With all of the context of other things that I've seen now, it makes me appreciate it a lot more and be able to watch it. Tom's like grinning, smirking so much right now. Um, I have like theories about this film. (laughs) Of course. um, but, But it did so many things well. And I feel like if I had watched this when it came out, I would have been like, I don't like this version of Superman. And now... Now I'm like, nah, this is a version of Superman I want. Like, this sure. is what I want to see. Um, and that's all I'll say on it for now, because we're going to get into a lot of that in a minute. Yeah. Uh,
1: You know, if you listen to our update show, you, it's not uh, uncommon to hear me say I'm the DC boy. And man, what? have I just have so many feels
3: to say about whatever The what DC everyone's... what? Do it right, Tom. DC do boy.
2: Thank you. There it is. There it is. But you guys branding like ones that do talk wow.
0: branding.
2: <laughs> branding. I need to make it,
1: you know, coherent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So with that, Fair. we'll How go- How do you spell in- that? Yeah. Uh, B- <laughs> Bye. Um, so now that we've gone through all of our initial reactions, we'll go into our next two segments, which are going to be our brief synopsis and our production. And I'm doing the brief synopsis. Uh, This is all still spoiler-free, so if you have not watched the film yet, it's on HBO Max. Check it out. Um, Please get excited about it. Um, A young boy learns that he has extraordinary powers and is not of this earth. As a young man, he journeys to discover where he came from and what he was sent here to do. But the hero in him must emerge if he is to save the world from annihilation and become the symbol of hope for all mankind. Da-da-da! Da. -da. Da. (laughs) Uh, And now... The production, please give it away. We
2: have Production. This is distributed by Warner Brothers Pictures. Uh, They have done such things as the Lego movie, the Harry Potter series, the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Uh, The director is Zack Snyder from Dawn of the Dead, Watchmen, and 300. The producers is Charles Roven, um, known for The Dark Knight, Get Smart, Kicking and Screaming, Christopher Nolan and Emma Thomas from Dunkirk, The Prestige, Batman Begins, and Deborah Snyder from Watchmen, Wonder Woman, and Sucker Punch. Um, the writers for this, the screenplay was from David S. Goyer, who did Blade 2, the Constantine series, and Batman Begins. The story is by David S. Goyer and Christopher Nolan from the Dark Knight trilogy. Um, Superman was created by uh, Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster. And then we've got our cast, Henry Mm. Cavill from Mission Impossible Fallout, The Witcher series, The Man from UNCLE, Amy Adams from Enchanted, Arrival, Nocturnal Animals, Michael Shannon from Groundhog Mm. Day, The Iceman, The Shape of Water, Diane Lane from Under the Tuscan Sun, Mm. so good, Inside Mm. Out, upcoming Why, The Last Man, Kevin Costner, Dances with Wolves, Hidden Figures, Lawrence Fishburne from The Matrix, School Days, Mm. and Contagion, Christopher Maloney from Harold and Kumar Go to White Castle, (laughs) Harry Lennox from Ray, (laughs) Matrix Reloaded, The Blacklist, and Russell Crowe from Gladiator, Nice Guys, and American Gangster.
0: Now I can only think of Christopher Maloney and Harold (laughs) Kumar.
2: Yeah. (laughs) And that's the only one you can think of.
0: What? How about the the rest of it, Caitlin? Release date?
2: Oh my goodness, there is more information that I can provide to you about this production. It released on June 14th in 2013. The runtime is 143 minutes. The budget was $258 million with $668 million gross. The Rotten Tomato score is a 56% from critics from 335 users and a 75% audience score from 250,000 plus users. That gives you an
1: idea. So a lot of people. Um, so now we'll get into spoiler full county, country, planet, and all spoilers from here now. We'll do mm-hmm. our favorite parts, our favorite characters, our uh qualms, and finally our rating. I mm. want to do I want to do something real quick though. I just want to get it fr- out there. Tom. And okay. this isn't fully spoilery-ish, but um but be prepared it, for those. But be prepared for them exactly. Thank you, thank you. That's exactly 100 percent right. Um, that's your warning. The film has man of steel or superman has not, you know, not been out of Warner brothers. Perfect peripheral. Um, you know, so this didn't come out of the blue. Um, we had the Dick Donner, Christopher Reeve, Superman, and we even had, uh, Brian Singer and Brandon Routh, Superman, and Superman returns. Now I think this even was going to be this. We don't want that anymore. <laughs> I love Brandon Routh. I love yeah, Brandon Routh. I agree with that. Um, I'll, I'll meet you there. And, uh, the the thing is, is, you know, there was a lot of talks about Batman and this will all make sense soon. Um, Darren Aronofsky was gonna do Batman, he was gonna have a red suit and be wow. like more boxery. It was all it was a weird time, weird place. <laughs> and then <laughs> so Superman returns. returns. Superman Returns came out and it had very lukewarm reception. Um, and then Christopher Nolan did Batman. And we all know how that went. It changed cinema, it changed how we view superhero films. Dark Knights revered as one of the greatest films. Um, in the last thirty years, um, and I think it, it, it was it was during the time and Zack Snyder has gone on record and didn't, done interviews with his wife Deborah, who's his producing partner, and Christopher Nolan, um, and David Esquire had the idea of like let's do a Superman kind of like this, um, where we can kind of reintroduce the origins and go about it and talk about it in a you know serious fashion, um, and. That's when they decided, like, let's bring it to Zack Snyder. So, like Christopher Nolan and his wife, Emma Thomas, who's his producing partner, met with Zack Snyder with the lunch with his producing partner wife, Deborah Snyder, and they pitched in the movie. And Deborah, who was the kind of like guardian angel, was like, Are you sure you want to do this? This is this is not, you know, you know, not saying that your other films aren't great, but it's like this is something way different. And Zack Snyder had done Watchmen, and so he is familiar with the superhero, the cape and cow world. Um yeah. But to me, I I'd think like
3: 300. Even he's just even more. You know, he's with the comic book world as a whole. Yeah, yeah.
1: and and so I think there is that sense of like, you know, why Zack Snyder and I was like Nolan kind of handpicked him. Nolan was like, you know, this is the guy. Um, and I thought that was very interesting because, um, there is this like love fraternity of directors for Christopher Nolan, like Guillermo del Toro, Zack Snyder. They all really enjoy like the craftsmanship, and I think Nolan really kind of saw that in him and. You can trace this all back to, like, if you see behind-the-scenes featurettes of The Dark Knight Rises or you see featurettes of, like, The Man of Steel, then you'll see how these conversations kind of went in place. And um, I thought that was just kind of a good piece of information because David S. Goyer has been part of comic books for such a long time. And, you know, having Christopher Nolan coming in with this, like, real-world groundedness and then bringing that to Man of Steel, like, kind of ushered in this new, new thing. Because also, just turning back the clock, the attempt at the DCEU was not with Man of Steel. Is with Ryan Reynolds' Green Lantern, um, mm, and yeah. Man of Steel was the one that was the most viable. To be like, okay, this is the stepping off point. This is the story that we go off of. And I think it's also important to kind of mention that, like to Josh's point, Superman, right, right. It's like doesn't have to be all happy go lucky and all that stuff, but it does have some darkness, some grit. And it's not that Zack Snyder only wants that, and he's mentioned that like Superman is the greatest superhero, um, but that doesn't mean it should deprive him of the hero journey. And so he doesn't get to be born good, perfect, and knows exactly what to do um he from Zach's perspective um Zach wanted him he's like he will go through the uh and I've been adopting this the Herculean trials and tribulations and the sacrifice and the the struggle so that when he comes out at the end of the journey, like it makes sense like oh, this is why this is the person that makes all of the tough decisions who is always sure. going to be the beacon of hope because, He's been through the worst of it, and yet he still does it wearing blue and red tights. You know, like he does it unironically. He does it where, you know, Batman has to be in the dark and the shadows. So I, I, I really kind of enjoyed that perspective and that discussion where this film comes in play. So without that, I mean, yeah, it, it and now with Zack Snyder's Justice League coming up, we're going to see where that journey leads him, and I am I'm here for it because. Yeah, pumped. it's it for for me. Yeah, it's Jerry Jerry Siegel <laughs> and Joel pumped. Schuster, Yeah, Jerry Siegel and Joel Schuster, like they were they were Jewish guys escaping from from Nazi reign, and they yeah. came to America and they created this character who hides in plain sight and yet will never be American, will never be one of them. And it was this kind of power fantasy for them to be like they could do all that's right and all that's good, but at the end of the day, they're not a human. They're not seen as Americans. And I thought that was such a wonderful... And I think it's a very important, poignant thing now more than ever. And to Caitlin's point, it's like, again, if it had been made last year, it would be seen with different eyes. And I think this film yeah. and the story with Superman definitely ages better than to- in time than a white uh, billionaire guy who just punches people in the middle of the night. You know, so um, that story of being an other and being, um, you know, having... having the weight of the world on your shoulders and to be to do the right thing but never be kind of like granted grace. Um, anyways, I could I could go all about, all about like the <laughs> the meta textual of it, but let's hear some favorite <laughs> parts. Who wants to go first?
0: Uh I'll go first. Uh one of my absolute favorite parts, if not my favorite part, is when uh Clark slash Cal learns of who he is and his past and kind of that exposition. And he basically it's the moment when he's He's shown the suit, and then he walks out of I, – I can only – It's. I mean, I know it's that spaceship, but it, I'm just going to call it the Fortress of Solitude. It's that that place. He walks out, and he he takes his first flight. And it's it's the moment when he is, like, soaking in the sun that, mm-hmm. like, just really gets me every time where he's just, like, he's made he a decision. All that <laughs> uh, yeah, it's that, that, but it's also just, like, he's made a, a decision that he's been – like holding for 30 years and he's made it's, I don't know if anybody's ever done that in their life where they've made a big decision that they've been holding back on for a really long time and they do it and they're like, Oh, it's so freeing, but it's still scary. You know, it's like you can Mm -hmm. just that moment and, and he learning to fly and, and then when he falls a bit and then he just kind of like, well, he gets back up and he flies, (laughs) you know, and it's just the, and it's the, it the the little moments of the, the, the rocks like swirling when it's yes. building up energy. And he just, uh, I mean, it, it gives me chills. It almost makes me want to cry. It's just, it's such a cool, like it's the becoming, it's the very first, it's the kid learning how to walk.
3: It's the and, metamorphosis. It's, yeah, it's, it's the it's shedding it's, of the, of the old self and and living within the and room. the suit. Oh <laughs> The suit's pretty great. Yeah. Anyway, I'll say that. I'll say that. Uh, I, that was I mean the flying scene was one of my ones I had marked here so I'll just move on to doom, doom. the jail scene. Mm-hmm. Uh I him in the in the talking with Lois and then finally having enough of it and just like breaking the handcuffs Let us and, oh, the cart- cart- table. Oh
2: that face.
3: <laughs> yeah. Look when he's like telling her see you. I can see, like, you. Mm, I can mm, see mm. you behind there. I can see the you know how many people you have there, the weapons, this that that. Oh, oh, oh that one. Uh, and then, yeah, when he just finally stands up and, and he, like, breaks the handcuffs. And she's even like, why'd you let him do it? He's like, oh, whatever makes him feel safe is fine it by me. It makes you
2: feel good. Okay. Well, th- there's
1: there's also really good cinematography happening right there between, like, there's a sheet of glass between um, Harry Lennox's character, uh, General Swanwick, and Superman Wink. Wink. of, like, they're, they're in the same place. They literally... Occupy the same space, but they're separated by a sheet of glass. And the only thing that Superman, that we physically see him looking at,
3: is himself. himself.
1: And there is that wonderful conversation of like, yeah, he is constantly... But he can see. (laughs) Yeah, but he can see. And so there's that view of like, he's
3: constantly battling himself as well. and so Yeah. I I also loved how they showed uh, the scene in the school when his powers start manifesting. (laughs)
2: Uh,
3: And you actually, for the first time, get to see... I mean, you get not in a cheesy way. <laughs> what, how, how? Uh, you know, because we got to see some X-ray stuff.
2: Overwhelming
3: in the in the, the the original Supermans, but it's always kind of like the let me step in front of a screen. Um, but I the way they did this, yeah, like looking at his hands and seeing all the kids outside and hearing everybody, and then uh, Martha coming and and uh, helping him focus. And uh, I, I thought it was really cool because we've never got to see that, at least that I can remember, got to see Superman being overwhelmed by, as a child, by these powers. We got to see him, like, accidentally do stuff, kind of like Hercules, where he's like, oh, I accidentally pulled the whole door off. <laughs> I left the whole house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you never got to see the, like, what? what is this? What am I seeing here? But um, it's
1: it's also just kind of like, you know, it's something that's elemental to us, like, puberty. You know, like, it's very yeah. overwhelming. Um sure. And it's also utilized in the fight later on. And so it's, like, this wonderful, like, he's done his, du- his he's done his, battle he's yeah. carried his he's bared his cross of like i get to live on this earth because mm-hmm. i've been with these people. although
3: zod figures it out pretty quick
1: because well, well, he's that, for that shit
2: that was yeah. also like a really great part of like building that up of like it took me my whole life to figure this out and then when he's like where'd you learn on a farm and i was like oh
3: <laughs> yeah you're not yes. ready for him <sighs> um but yeah that that whole like the, the jail and the kids scene those two scenes to me were like I want to see this. I want to see more of this. This kind of stuff. Kalen, favorite part.
2: Um, I liked uh, in the beginning with jor escaping and getting the codex and stuff. The the fantasy that they put in there with like his dragonfly dragon Baraka. buddy, yeah. The suits, all of the fighting that, suits
3: are so all cool All of it looking. was just Especially I Jor-El's never really fighting thought. Suit.
2: Oh my god! Yeah, it. it For a scientist. Yeah. It was a lot of, like, I never really cared about Krypton before because it was like, ah, it's the rock, tiny pieces of rock that Superman gets sad about when they're near. Yeah. But then.
3: yeah. Well, because before that, all we saw <laughs> and was. And it made
2: it more. At least that,
3: again, my memory serves me correct. All we ever really see of Krypton is it, like, crumbling and then being like, send the baby. Also. And that's it. Also yeah, crystals. It. Crystals and white. Yeah. She That's always what they like, this. They were like, "By the way, it was an entire existence of people yeah. and creatures. Lived, it was that lived never seen. in. And they colonies lost colonies, extinction. Like, yeah. I mean,
2: yeah. So it it was cool to get more of that backstory and for it to feel more fantasy sci-fi than just like just sci-fi. Yeah.
3: And getting to humanize Let's Zod get, a little bit. I mean, like, and and knowing that him oh, and man. Jorel. Like, respected each other e- before all this, they weren't buds. I mean, he even says it. He's like, We didn't agree sort on of buds. anything, the only thing we agreed on was that Krypton was dying, yeah. But they respected each other yeah. before the f- crumbling of leaders the in they their were, field. They respected and when he turns each
2: other, for- drill
3: <laughs> and he oh, yeah. closes yeah. his Kate eyes all for that them. like second. Uh, and, oh. and the fact that he's like, I live with that grief every day, and I wouldn't change it that I killed him. I do it again. And I was like,
0: Whew. Michael Josh Shannon. I mean, I I just wanted to say real quick, because you just said Michael Shannon. One of my notes is, for favorite parts, Groundhog, fucking Michael Shannon. Mine just says Henry Cavill. (laughs) (laughs) Michael Shannon, anytime he's on screen. Um, But I wanted to talk about the Krypton section in relation to the suit, because I was watching an interview with the costume designer. And it was so cool that they, of how much thought that they put into the suit of like, We've always seen like the spandex and the underwear over the spandex, and oh my they god, wanted so to,
1: much. Yeah,
0: they they were. I liked that they were like we wanted to figure out a logical reason for him to have the suit that he does, and then to see kind of the origin, like with Krypton, those black suits. It was just like it was. They, so They they cool. called
3: someone behind the scenes. I think called the red and blue suit that Jor El designs because it's always black, right? Mm-hmm. But they called that the public relations suit that jor- <laughs> no but like jor ah, basically designed it to introduce him to humanity as like a bright figure it's it's like military
1: dress blues you don't yeah. normally yeah. wear that you wear like your class b uniform which is like this is what i work in and it's like normal and it's like lame looking and then when you wear the nice jacket like okay now i'm here to talk to people but i'm not going to go to battle with but what you yeah. go to battle with is with all the armor except superman only has one suit yeah, so he doesn't um, but no, I mean, although I, I, you do
3: get to see that black suit in the flashback, mm-hmm. um, or in the in the dream. not flashback, the dream. Um,
1: I I do the like nightmare. that uh, um, that you're talking about like how painstakingly they were like, do we put the trunks on? Do we put the trunks off? Like, because it's a relic of the the strongman days back in the 30s, which was very prevalent. So it yeah. makes sense. Like, yeah, strongmen wear underwear on the outside, so we have to have it. But it doesn't make sense now and. That's something, and I, I'm going to talk about, like, aspects that I've really enjoyed. And it's like, that, like, Caitlin was talking about, like, the sci-fi sequences. Like, I remember watching the theater. And I'm like, I could do without this scene. And then now as an adult, as an adult, I was an adult then. Uh, now, later on, I was like, I'm watching. I'm like, wow, this is like a conservation story. This is about, like, how political complacency has ravaged this planet. And I'm like, only if that didn't make an echo now. Like, of how sad and slow pol- pol- politicians make decisions and they don't listen to their leading scientists. You know, like those things, I was like, oh my God, like, how, how, how? And then, so that, that, that that's, there's that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. The, again, it's the whole, like, I'm glad they included religion in this film where he goes to the church and he's like, I, everything in my body tells me that I shouldn't trust Zod, but there's part of me that says I shouldn't trust the people of Earth. And there's like it's that leap of faith, and like to me those are like, again, like I really re- admire, you know, the the very tactful usage
3: of yeah. although religion. he does just fucking drop that all on the priest and it's like, all right, peace, <laughs> uh, I'm out, I'm the guy looking was, the that looking for. The priest eyes we were were like, it. I was like, he's like, anyway, I don't know if I'm gonna save you guys later, <laughs> <laughs> um, but
1: then there's that, you know. There's that shot behind him with Jesus in the background. I'm like, mm, I see what this is. It's the great sacrifice, right? And mm-hmm. It's like he's turning himself in, and it's like, oh wow, wow. like there's, so. There's like that that kind of stuff, but it's like the military being involved and they not trusting them, and they're only worried about themselves, and it's like all too much. But then when you when you watch and you see all the flashbacks of him as a child or him being younger, and every moment that he has a reason to be like fuck humanity, there's someone or something worth saving. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that the thread that keeps him going through, like with the girl at the bar, and you know, like I guy. It's it's mm, it's 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 and a good guy at the at the end, and mm-hmm. so. Um, any other favorite parts? There has to be more. Oh yeah, um, I re-entering the atmosphere. Lois Lane mm. getting his power. Back. Sorry,
3: go ahead. Mm.
1: Lois Lane.
2: Uh, Lois Lane <laughs> doing her entire. Like backtracking, doing her due diligence as a reporter, and mm-hmm. finding Clark. Like I loved that. I was like, yeah, why didn't this happen before? <laughs> Isn't she like a top reporter? Shouldn't this be happening? And then when it did, I was like, oh yeah, she's like really good at her job. Of course, of course, she found him.
0: Um, Josh, but you were gonna say I loved all of that. Uh, yeah. I mean, I have a couple more on my my list. Uh, I I think uh, I'm a sucker for a dad story. Um mm-hmm. and that stuff. It's the dad stuff. Uh, when Jonathan Kent uh tells the moment that he tells um Clark, you are my son. Mm-hmm. Like, can
3: just, yeah,
1: can I just go
0: back <laughs> and pretend him your son. Yeah. You are my son, but you, you are, are also my son. the answer. And it's
3: good, good in contrast to the like. No, he's right. We're not his parents. We
0: yeah. But we're doing the best we can. Um, I just have to say, like Kevin Costner for me is like in my life. Is like a legend because, like, yeah. growing up in the 90s, of like all the movies of like Dances with Wolves and all these things that he was in that field I feel the
3: dreams, yeah, okay. feel the dreams, Waterworld
0: like that I grew up with. That I'm like, anytime I see Kevin Costner, I'm like, huh? 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 Um, he is they oh, may not ulti, always be good now. movies, but Robin Hood, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Prince of Thieves. Um, and my last, my last, uh, no, oh, there's so many. Uh, the bar fight just cracks me up every time. When the guy, when uh, Clark pushes has him. to hold himself back, it, it's the moment when the guy pushes him, and, and he, he doesn't move whatsoever. And the guy pushes himself back. And then the the truck revenge of the poles and trunks through his truck is oh my
2: god, that was so good, so much power. <laughs> um, Ooh.
1: I want I want to. Okay, I, I want to talk about that scene with uh jonathan kent because i think that's a, a point of uh polarization um a lot of people really have have said that they don't like that Pop Kent was like it was like what were we gonna do pete's mom saw you and then clark says like what was I supposed to do let him die yeah I, says, I don't know maybe um and i think a lot of people don't like that a lot of people don't like that because christopher reeve dick Donner, your man um the only reason in their version is that Superman's good's only reason because of the kents. Um and for me again like a lot of this hits a lot home for me now because this story is much more of a nature versus nurture story of like his intrinsic value is to do good. And the kents offer this real world human surrogate of like in a and I hate to say this and this would make me sound so much more pretentious than I want to be but in the postmodern in like the idea of after 9-11 where the world changes and the Patriot Act is a thing and drone strikes happen overnight and no one hears about it. That being said, of like, it's not just your life. You are going to change the face of the world. And he adds this level of like, oh, this is what it would be like if Superman was on our Earth. Like, people don't respond to change well. People don't respond to you outsiders well. Um, I mean, again, like Market masks. <laughs> huh? Oh. Like, <laughs> got political for a sec. No, it, it's 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 like matters is a tough thing apparently to talk about, and it's like man, if, someone who could fly, and this later on talks about BVS, but I'm not going to get into it. But it's just like, yeah, someone who displaces our importance in the universe has been living among us, and we have never known about it. And so it's like that level that I I I, I always question people who dislike it. And it's like, well, those are your own preconceived notions before walking into this film. You're letting your own lenses be a hindrance of what the film is trying to say
3: about and that scene.
1: About that scene in particular, a lot of people mm. really dislike that. And like for me, I like I think it's, it actually, like you know, we're talking about like I don't know what if I should be happy or should cry. There's a lot of scenes in this film that I get choked up on. And like again, it's because of that exploration I've had to do of watching this film and seeing it in different lights of like the kid who feels like he can't belong, the kid who's told he can't hang out with the other kids and he's different for no reason. He looks the same. He thinks he's the same, but no matter what, he's different. And like, maybe it's because I grew up as an like an ethnic minority, yes. but like those things really hit home for me. And like, again, like what Josh is saying, like going back and making decision, again, it's like for me as, as an adult, like I'm really starting to like really fall in love with my culture and being like, yeah, I love where I grew up in California. I love the music and all that stuff, but like, I can't speak my language. I don't know where my parents came from. Like, those things are very important. And then, when you're alone in the world, those are things that you're like, oh, I know my true name. Like, yeah. and so that me, smile he has, I can talk like, on that.
3: I can yeah. talk on that if you like, because I didn't care for that scene, but it's not for the reasons you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um For me, it's just that, as someone, I'm the same Josh. I grew up, before I discovered Flash, Superman was, was my guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, I thought I had a pretty good understanding of Jonathan Kent. Um, I mean, not. I won't say I, I can boast as much knowledge as Tom or any of the capeless guys, by far. Um, but for me, it was the it way in which Jonathan Kent... It f- it. I needed some sort of follow-up to him saying, maybe kill a bunch of kids next time, or let a bunch of kids it's die. Too casual. It was almost, there was no like maybe, but like, I I understand that's hard, but it was more like a, yeah, maybe. And it it just, it felt out of place for the character, even tonally for the rest of the film to, to almost callously be like, yeah, maybe you should have let those kids die without even feeling bad about it. So it's not so much because I understand the context of it. And I understand the fear that Jonathan Kent has about, You know, this the society in which we live in now has changed, and it can't be those same ideals from the '50s and and '40s of like, you know, just be a good person all the time. I mean, there's, I think there's even a comic like back in the day, original where where Jonathan Kent even says like, you have to hide your powers for now because people will be afraid, and it's like from the '50s. Um, But then he follows it up with saying, when the time comes, you will be the one who gets to assist humanity. There's so there was no none of that usual. Pa Kent follow up, and I that's a that's a writing and directing choice um, that I respect. But I just I guess I didn't. It, it almost turned me off to Pa Kent in that moment.
1: Yeah, no, and I think that wow. also gets compounded with the the tornado, the tornado scene, and a lot of people dislike that sequence because. Again, but I like
3: I, that. I got that. Made more sense to me. Yeah, there's I, that side of Pa Kent where he's like, but be a good person.
1: Yeah. Well, there, there well, there's that conviction of like. Don't do it. And he has all of, you know, quote unquote, the world behind him. He has Smallville right behind him, looking. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, I don't know what to do. And then you know, he's explaining this to Lois Lane, and she's like, Why haven't you come out yet? And he's like, My dad died because on this belief, on this one belief. And Jarrell is the one. that's like, I knew at a moment you'd be old enough to know, and mm-hmm. you can make the decision. And that's why, like, that's why I think for me it hits so hard because it's like, how, yeah, I'm not, how does I'm not he have disagreeing with it? any of that at all. Yeah. Um, but beyond because more what, what other favorite parts people might have <laughs> Caitlin
0: Josh hmm. I have I have more but <laughs> do it okay it's dark as fuck but uh, when Superman uh, kills Zod it, it's mm-hmm. more of like the, the moment afterwards because it, it's just the pain that he fit. It, it's really a performance thing from Henry Cavill and the way that he represents that moment. He just and, killed the
3: last of his people. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And the the heaviness of killing somebody. He's been mm-hmm. trying so hard not to do that. And it's, he has to. Well,
1: it's it's like, yeah, it's the good person thing. It's him first time being out into the world. It's the last of his per- people. But also it's like for people who he may not be accepted by. Yeah. And it's like I'm risking it all for a mass of people who are... More afraid than I could ever like handle. And that's a, that's, 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 that's an interesting conversation to have. But like also just with the, I just love the Codex. Like I thought that was such a hand wavy sci fi thing when I first watched. I was like, oh, fuck, what the fuck, Codex? Okay. And then I was like, oh, it's all of, all of the recorded DNA of Kryptonians. So not only symbolically does Superman represent the last of his kind, literally he is the last of his kind. Like all, everyone that was ever made and ever like eugenically created, (laughs) which I thought that was such a cool thing. Cause again, it's that sci-fi like on Krypton, the, the, the height and pinnacle, the zenith of, of technology was, was folly to their own hubris. And it's like, they were creating people and it's like, you are a general, you are a scientist, you are an engineer, you are Art, you know, you are made
2: to be this thing based on your DNA,
1: and that's when Jor-El was like, "What if a child dreams to be more than what they're assigned to?" And it's like that idea of free will, and you know, now Superman has to make use that choice of free will, makes the decision of like, "No, like I choose, I am Kal-el of Earth. I'm not, you know, Kal-el of Krypton." So it's there was that kind of thing. I'm like, "Oh my god! Oh my god!" Because I was like, "What? where is does where does this codex <laughs> oh gonna come in?" I remember when I first watched, it, I was like, "Whatever." And then rewatching, I'm like, oh, it's everything. It's fucking everything. So, um, other favorite parts, Uh, Kaylin, You seemed like you were about to like. You had like a smirk on.
2: Well, it's it's more of just like I love how much they put in this movie and made it make sense, and it's more that I'm sad that it came out when it did, because. Uh, something I was talking to Tom about was like, for the Avengers, t- t- you gave the like time period. I just said
1: Dark Knight had come of out and Avengers what was had happening.
2: Come out. Yeah. Right, so we hadn't experienced something like Thanos yet, and this movie essentially gave you Thanos with no buildup. Before this, you didn't have multiple movies to be like whisperings of this evil being. It's gonna ruin, wreck your shit. Like we didn't get that. It was just like, he's Thanos here now. Wreck your shit. They will kill you. He'll wreck your shit. And <laughs> so it was just like, that's why I was talking about um if this had come out now post Thanos, I feel like the reception would have been a lot warmer because people understand. That you can understand the bad guy too, and yeah. I don't feel like that was yeah. As I mean, but we had Doc Ock and Spider Man.
3: We've had I mean, all the Spider Man villains you feel for. It wasn't a new concept. For, well,
1: the for thing, me at least.
2: right? But the th- genocide.
3: <laughs> yeah, the thing that
1: I was that wasn't say is really
2: that- as much of a. There was yeah. like genocide. There's like birth control things in this. There was like yeah. there were a lot of things that were happening in this all at once.
3: Yeah, I think the um, peak difference though between Thanos and Zod is that thanos is untargeted with his with his thinking right. it's not a it's not a these people are, some people in the galaxy are lesser than i am
2: but i'm more talking about stop the scale the of death
3: yeah. i understand but there's i think there is an argument there to the to relate to a character understanding a villain it's hard to understand a villain who who u- views humanity as a lesser is hitler He's yeah,
1: yes. it, I mean yeah. that's yeah, that's he, where it comes it's into sure it's is. it's yeah it's a uh, it's, where it's doesn't have that side it's, of him it's 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 their yeah
2: own. he he's the whole greater good for the whole of everyone and Zod is very like my people only yeah. everyone else he's go a supre- away. he's a Kryptonian
1: yeah. supremacist and then go yes. fuck themselves
2: yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, um but like I, I think that that part like with the dust in his hands he's like no matter how cruel. Or how violent I do these for my people. And it's just like, and now I have no people. And you're like,
2: And you're like, no, and, that's still not okay, though.
1: Well, I think that's the that's there's the inter- always
2: another option.
1: Yeah. And I think that's the interesting thing that like isn't ha- isn't present in the film, but it's like kind of like that that fine line between doing something for your people and then fucking supremacy, which is like, you know, that that's the reason why they're villains, not heroes. Mm-hmm. Um, I one thing I, I really enjoyed um was some shirtless Henry Cavill. Um, oh, not yep, gonna lie. Yeah. I'm I'm here for that sometimes. I'm oh, always I'm always, always down for a boy shot.
3: I mean he's even bigger in Justice League. Yeah. He's huge. It's ridiculous. <sighs> I mean, I, I haven't that he seen had that yet. So dehydrated. let's just
2: say I'm excited.
0: <laughs> he he made the film dehydrated? <laughs> no, he for shirtless scenes, he had to go uh he was explaining it uh pretty much mm-hmm. on the same episode of Grammy. It's like Norton. Hugh Jackman. You dehydrate he, yourself the day before, so you look he was doing it for five tight. days. Oh, where like on the second to <sighs> the second to last day before he, so there's god a filming tucked. day the day before filming he has like maybe a little bit of water and then the mm-hmm. filming day there's no water at all just to, but like, he's been slowly alive. working it off it's so the skin sucks to the muscles yeah this look skin at is Hugh really jackman
3: thin. in the wolverine mm-hmm. yeah watch yeah. the wolverine with hugh jackman same process dude in days
0: of future past but like
3: days of future past oh my yeah. god that's right <laughs> um but yeah, In the hotel. You're like, what? The, what are you made of?
0: Yeah, he's had to do <laughs> that for the not Witcher water
2: as well. is the answer. Um, <laughs> um
0: my only last <laughs> like favorite thing would be the the score.
2: Mm. I, I love. Uh,
1: I I really like the the little piano and the doom doom like the just the very subtle things like yeah. oh my god. Oh, so I good. am I am when done. he
2: does a little finger touch to the sun when he's laying down after he gets hurt. And stuff. And he's like, oh, the sun.
1: Oh, when he's reaching for it? I made that
2: seem way less anti, like, the way I described it, not as cool as it was in the movie. When he finger touches the sun, when the sunlight, and he, okay. Um, I tried. Corey, (laughs) any more?
1: I'm going to do two, and then maybe we can go on to our next segment. So one thing, I love the action and the fight. Not really the explodies, but the fight choreography and seeing the super strength. Like I remember watching Sucker Punch and then watching this. I'm like, where were you when Dragon Ball Evolution needed you? Like, what the f- like wh- we got was robbery. Like this is what to me like yeah. And so it's like I, always, I
3: mean, look at the fights in 300. Yeah, I I, I, like, I, I
1: always f- I always say like this where it's like where people are like okay who would win a fight the Avengers or the just League? I'm like not even Avengers versus Justice- It's versus Superman. Superman. Well, everyone's ass. It's stupid. It's like that, and that's the thing where it's like, oh my god, he's so powerful, but then he has to fight three but then of these things. The X Men. Yeah. Um. But um. Okay. This, so, this is magic. Yeah. And then this is like the hardcore nerd thing I want to bring up. If you're not familiar with the man, Kevin Smith, was once penned to write Superman. Superman Lives, starring starring Nick Cage. Um. At first, Sean Penn, Spicoli, because he has the eyes of an animal. Mm-hmm. Um, a caged animal. Um, and John Peters was the producer for this. Um, and John Peters said this. I want three things. I don't want a suit. I don't want him flying around. And at the third act, I want a giant spider. There's a lot of different things that happen. He's like, I also want Brainiac fighting some polar bears. Um, and, uh, you know, it's like we just need to see, you know, someone just killing some things. And uh, anyways, so what I really enjoyed was seeing some of those things happen. In this film, where we're we're in the Arctic Circle and we see the polar bears, so I'm like, mm-hmm. "There's the polar bears near the Fortress of Solitude," and um, then we saw the giant spider, which was the Earth and en- the the world engine, yeah. fighting at the third act. And I was just like, "This movie was made to spike Kevin Smith," like in my mind. And uh, that's just one thing I was like, "Oh my God, they have it in here." There, those are the elements, and John it's Peters not is not a spider. Involved. giant spider thanagarian snare beast um Uh but yeah i just really thought that was so funny spiders have eight legs that was a created (laughs) created legs (laughs) um but yeah i mean to your point also Corey of like dick donner um and christopher reeves like kenry Cavill looks there was a a a quick fan theory for a while like when he's in the gravity well um, oh yeah i looked that up
3: i thought it was true not true yeah and zach's like
1: no i guess that's good casting so Yeah. yeah
3: um
2: what? so, there's, so the, when
3: he's in the Gret when he's like looking up about to fly into the world engine he people thought that a few frames were christopher reeves face because he looks exactly like christopher reeves in a few scenes but it's just the way the light and the wind are hitting henry cavill wow. that made him look like it and he like that's why i said he kind of looks like him anyway wow. and zach snyder in an interview was like look if the if the gods want to do that that's fine but it wasn't my hand that did it yeah um wow yeah. So. I'll send the I'll send you the frame after the episode cuz you're like you I would swear like for years I thought I was like oh yeah, I see it. There it is. But it's not it's just Henry Cavill's face. Huh. Um with that, we'll move on uh, before this episode gets too long in the tooth
1: teeth. Um with our favorite characters and we're got we're all going to exclude Superman. So yeah. any two characters we want to pick. Have at thee.
3: Uh yeah, I can go. Go ahead. Martha Kent. Mm-hmm. Um because she's no matter what she's even when it breaks her heart she supports her son and that the line when a truck runs through her house mm. and he goes are you okay and she goes yeah it's just stuff it can be replaced i was like but you can't you're th- you are the goodest person you are in the this goodest. movie ever <laughs> i just want to hug her every time she's on scene. like she has supported these these two men who have very strong beliefs and no matter what, has stayed true to herself and just been like, "I love y'all." That's all I want to say.
1: That that and part like, with uh, "make my voice an ocean and swim towards it."
3: Oh yeah, yeah. makes me tease um, And then uh, Jor El Island. Jor El. Yeah. Mm. Jor El. Uh, You'll be a your god. Russell Crowe was was brilliant as this character. He was also badass. Yeah, yeah, badass as shit. Uh, when when he's leading. Uh Lois out and he just keeps appearing and pointing and appearing and pointing in different spots and then move your head to the left. Uh he, he he was just and a scientist who can like toe-to-toe it with the leader of all of the armies of Krypton and and win. He won the fight and then he sucker stabbed him. Mm-hmm. Uh so like that's alone is badass as shit. Uh so uh I just thought he had a great he brought re- a really wonderful weight to the character without trying to outshine anybody,
1: mm-hmm.
3: which, yeah. which is, which is, it would be easy to do in a jor role, I believe to outshine a lot of people in that movie, but he, he played it very, um, graciously and very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? He was very supportive of everyone else in the scene. Yeah. So
0: who's Erky? next? Uh, I'll go next, just because it's um, very close. Uh el and Zod. Um, mm, I just think Michael Shannon's performance is just, mm. uh, is just scary, scary, and just as an actor, watching him, I'm just like completely impressed. Uh, one moment that really, really, really just stands out for me is one of the f- when they're actually being like arrested and they're just about to be put into their like. Prisons. Pod things. They're pod things. And it's just the way that he lashes out at these guys and it's just like you won't kill me yourself. I just mm. love his performance and I just love how intense he is. I
3: will find him.
0: If anybody gets a chance to, please look up Michael Shannon reads the sorority letter.
3: Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> Very good. It is But like compare this to him and Knives Out. The dude's got range. Yeah. Slept yeah. on.
0: Slept on. Yeah. Slept on. yeah. Shape Kaylin. of Water's
3: so
2: good.
0: Yeah, Kaylin, oh, I'll send oh, you the yeah. uh, the link. Please do, <laughs> Kaylin. What's yours?
2: Uh, Lois Lane. Mm-hmm. She was just great. Gets cool alien boyfriend and uh, intern who's probably gonna grab her coffees and they're gonna like share that cute little look at work for like months afterwards. She's sleep with the intern. Yeah, it's adorable, but in because they formed a friendship before because it's consensual. Yeah. That's enthusiastic why it's consent, yeah. it's adorable. Um, and then, yeah, Martha, Martha Kent, mm. just because she's so wholesome. Do you remember what
3: she says to him in that scene what? when they, when they, when they beat? Oh, welcome to the planet, yeah. yeah. Welcome oh, to the yeah.
2: Planet. I, to <laughs> I remember going, Har, Har, Harley. Really?
3: Yeah, <laughs> you do it. What if what if,
0: what if Clark went? Oh, <laughs> like, oh just like
3: planet. Oh, or I when she it. goes.
0: Well, on on our planet, it's an S. He's just like, not the point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
2: that was a cute little exchange.
1: <laughs> but it's like it's again, it's that that snarky, you know, Lois Lane that I like, where it's like, yeah, she she would bring in the humanitarian, like the human side of the comedy. Um, for me, it's Lois Lane, uh, and then General Zod. Uh I I absolutely like the fact that Lois Lane is fucking good at her job and would know who the fuck this guy is that she's been investigating mm-hmm. for yeah. months and the whole dance around like
3: I don't know who he is and blah blah, blah but Gone, I'm a Pulitzer out winning it's like get rid you- of that and get rid of real estate schemes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um and I'm just like yes C- can we yes can we get can we get can we get past this like Jesus. Um it's just a little I think insulting to to have a mm-hmm. character who's like that who's just like I'm Uh, you know, you can't tell me what to do, but also like, I'm an idiot at the same time. It's like, well shit, of course I can tell you what to do. Um, Yeah. And I'm not taking away from anyone that does like the old stuff because that's the reason why it's there and you can enjoy it and love it, but like, if you want to have it in the real world context, like, think about that for a second. You know, it's like, I'm very good at computers and I don't understand my robot friend. It's like,
2: what? (laughs) Um, And I can't tell that my friend's a robot, uh, but (laughs) I do programming for AI. Uh,
1: and then Zod, I, yeah, it's uh, I I think there, I have not felt a clearer motivation for that character. Sure, I agree with um, that. and so like mm-hmm. even within like comic books, I'm like, so why is he here? And he didn't get floated <laughs> with a Saran Wrap S, and yeah. that's pretty exciting. Um, what? like I love the original Zod, yeah, or the first Zod in the in the in the Superman two, yeah, but like this one felt like. Why would why would Kryptonians attack Earth? It's such a small ins- oh, because they do have a brighter sun and it would be no- oh, they'd be unstoppable. And it's like okay, <laughs> and he's like yeah, one of my favorite lines like you grew up on a farm. I was like oh my god, like he's gonna whoop some ass. <laughs> that was pretty ball. Yeah. And then you got but him. In the, like yeah, I did. You got him in the iconic like f- you know flying position. I was like oh this is terrifying. Oh, like, and the,
3: they got rid of his cape too, which I was like, because yeah. for those of you who don't know, in two, they don't have capes. Yeah. They have the black suits and that's mm-hmm. it. So when his cape burnt up and he threw it down, I was like.
1: But the hey, way this. that he threw the cape too was also just like, man, you didn't have to do it that cool. Oh, that flourish. didn't have to do it that cool. Yes, he did. didn't have to do it that cool. Yeah, he did. So now we'll get to qualms. So oh, who wants to start?
2: Only two qualms. Let's go. <laughs>
3: I'll do <laughs> it. Thank you for reminding I'll us. man.
2: Um, I don't, I didn't have any kind of cathartic feel when he killed Zod. I didn't feel like it was built up for me in a way that I cared about it.
1: I want to add a quick tidbit between, I think, David S. Goyer, Christopher Nolan, and Zack Snyder. They were voting if they were going to kill him or not. And Christopher Nolan was the only one to say no. He was outvoted, and then Christopher Nolan said, "Like, and then I later on looked at it, and I said that was the right decision." It's very interesting.
2: Oh, yeah. I think it was. I think it was the right decision. There was just like. There wasn't enough. It, it's kind of tied into my other qualm mm-hmm. that so many people died there. Mm-hmm. That I know, with all of his senses, he was aware of, and he, they didn't Superman? acknowledge that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. or
3: Zod Superman like yeah.
2: that wasn't really yeah Superman wasn't because while they were flying through the city I'm like Zod could be destroying a lot of buildings right now and killing a lot of people like he's like darting around he's like darting around not doing any damage which makes no sense um, oh, yep. so that and so then when he did get to <laughs> killing Zod it's like this one family is going to be the thing that sends him over the edge of like maybe like, I, it just didn't land for me in the right way of Zod wasn't doing the thing that he said he was going to do. And then Superman didn't have to hear thousands of people dying all at once. Well, he might so have that not. that was like a weird. He might have not just didn't, have heard
1: them. Because he focuses, remember?
3: Yeah, he learns how to focus. Because I'm going to say all. this
1: this one Spoilery thing for Batman vs. Superman. And it doesn't happen, so it's not really... I wanted to say, next time on Nerd On. (laughs) Well, so (laughs) there's a moment in Batman vs. Superman that Zach wanted to have in, and it's actually the exact opposite of Superman Returns. And there's a moment where Superman goes into orbit, and he has to close his eyes and then listen to everything. In the Brandon Routh version, he goes and saves everyone. In in Batman vs. Superman, the scene that never got shot was that he goes into orbit, and he hears so many people needing his help. And then he has to Focus on one. Just to pick one, and then he goes to that one, and so yeah, I want you to think about that because I know you haven't watched *Bamboo Streaming yet, but I like well, I like I like what you're talking about because it is important. But
2: but here's here's what I'm talking about though is like when they had the gravity thing, like you actually saw bodies come up, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then when it came to destroying buildings, you didn't hear a single like scream every now and again, even for those close up shots when they're destroying the side of an apartment building, like. You telling me someone wasn't in the shower or something, and then he like Zod gorilla climbs up through the side of his wall, and we don't hear like we didn't hear anything. It was just like people are dying, and then all of a sudden it was like buildings are crumbling. there's cool fights mm-hmm. it so it just kind of removes some of that, oh, yeah, people are dying in mass right now.
1: This film will For- have consequence. That's all we'll yes. Say this film will have consequence. So, yeah. yes. I don't
2: doubt it. Yes. I'm just saying in this film sure. that wasn't present mm-hmm. for me. So mm-hmm. the build up to Zod being killed wasn't as impactful as it might have otherwise been because I was like, why does this one family get Yeah. the key shot of like I care about just you. Do you have a second? But No, that was there were both. No, they oh. were tied. They were tied. It. There were two. Josh? Next?
0: Josh? Um my only qualm really has to do with Jonathan Kent. Um and it was already said in the earlier part. I just didn't want to extend on it, not being a qualm sure. section. Um, I, and this probably is my glasses. I have a certain idea of how Jonathan Kent uh, acts towards Superman. his composure. His composure, um, even just like yes, being cautious, but not being so like Jesus, man. We're talking about kids here. <laughs> um it's it's that part about it um but also i i'm not a i'm i'm also more so a fan of kind of one of the cliche deaths of jonathan kent of like a heart attack where clark literally cannot do anything, do anything about, about that. that whereas this death though it makes sense for where they live and the circumstances and all that kind of stuff i'm like yeah. He literally could have done something about it, and I, I understand kind of the cautiousness of Jonathan Kent of like don't and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's just it never landed think, for me as like sorry. a oh that makes sense. I think w- w- what
3: we're feeling is kind of the same about Jonathan Kent. What I mentioned earlier is like I think the scene that that personifies it the way I in my I guess in my head can again this could be baggage in my head canon is when he gets in that that bully pushes him down and he's like shit, I wanted you to hit him too, but you, you can't. And I wanted a little bit more of that shit I wanted you to hit him too about the kids. Like, yeah, I mean, like, that's tough. But,
0: yeah. Uh, I, or I he's almost that. like a, he's his father, but can also be kind of friendly, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Um, hey, pal. <laughs> hey, hey, spore, hey, buddy. <laughs> yeah.
0: Hey, bud. Some sunshine in your hair. Um, <laughs> um yeah, it was, was just. It? Uh, yeah, that's really like my only. Everything else uh, has kind of logic in my head, of because sure. I've heard I've heard, like the qualms about the city and all like, the the destruction and whatnot. So, yeah, that's mm-hmm. the only qualm that I can think of, really. Um, I'll go, or unless you want me to go
3: last, Tom. Go ahead, Corey. Okay. Uh, my main one is I, uh, watching this. This is like my fourth time watching it. I don't know whose point of view this film is from. Um, hmm. And it for me, that leads to a lot of disjointed scenes. And like the, the point of view of the film kind of switches in the middle of scenes as well. Sometimes it's from Superman's point of view. Sometimes it's from Lois's point of view and, and it'll switch in the middle of scenes. And it just... in, in a way, And I get that that happens in movies a lot, but it felt like... And then there's some like found footage shots as well where the camera's shaky and watching stuff and I'm ju- it just removed once removed me from figuring out who I'm whose story nice I'm watching too.
2: yeah
3: um you know I and I I got like 45% of the way through the movie sorry 75% of the way through the movie before that hit me and I was like why am I not I'm not feeling Related so, like' cause sometimes Superman is a third party in things he, he well, the he whole the like when
1: he's like focus. on the Arctic or with like he's Joe and he's taking all the luggage like you're not with him at all
3: yeah and and like i just it 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 uh it just confused me it's not confused me that's not the right phrasing but it 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 left me with a lack of empathy at the time. <laughs> Jostled me. Yes. Uh Living with Russell la- Your Jimmies. Uh lack of empathy for a lot of the film. Uh and that was compounded by these time jumps that would happen. And the, the biggest perpetrator of this is right after Superman kills Zod, mm-hmm. he screams, and the next k- jump cut is a missile crashing and Superman being like, Don't follow me. And there's no time in between. I don't know how much time has passed. I don't know where Superman is mentally in that scene. I don't know how long ago was Zod. How is he feeling about all that? How's everything going with Lois after that? Like this whole city is destructed and then the next scene is him being like cheeky. And I'm like I don't I that that happened a few times in the film and it 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 again made me feel like I don't I don't I I would have wanted like I feel like there's a Snyder cut out there that's like three and a half four hours where they put in all the stuff that the studio cut out you know what I mean Um, because it felt the same way because I've since watched Batman vs Superman theatrical cut and I felt the same thing I was like I'm there's something missing there's something missing here that I'm not getting and then I watched that there's
0: something I
3: watched that (laughs) ultimate edition of Batman vs Superman and I go there it is there's all the context I needed and motivation Um, so those are my two big qualms. If you want to talk more, I got more. DM me on the discords. Um, for me,
1: uh, since I'm the last one, uh, I think, I think there's a lot of characters and that's Mm -hmm. probably my biggest issue is maybe that's
3: lending to my qualm where I'm like, I don't, there's a lot of people. I don't know who's, um, who am I watching?
1: Like, I know your boy Toby's in there, Corey. um, and yeah. it's like, oh man, he's in here. And then like, one of my favorite characters is Faora, um, Cause she's such a badass. Um, But I'm like, I want more of her like too. And it's like, they, they have so many strands in here that I'm like, oh man, like, I know you're not going to get it. Like, I would want to see more of Clark and Pete when they grew up and you see Lana, Lana, and that's it. It's just a little bit of it. And I'm like, okay, well, it's fine. Like, we're not going to go into Smallville. That's okay. Um, and so there's a lot of that, it's like General Swanwick. There's you know uh, Christopher Maloney's character. Christopher Maloney's character, and then he has like his tiny little arc. Perry, um, Harry, Perry. Oh, Perry, Perry, yeah, Perry. Um, so there's a lot- and then like there's that nice like weird. Like not weird, but like there's that little microcosm between Lombard and Jenny, and I'm like, like the scene with the fucking gravity thing happening, and then
3: yeah. Perry just stops and grabs her hand. I'm like, <gasps> oh my god, it's such a good moment. And oh, I'm and like, then there's there's the Daily Planet guy who likes to give Lois a hard time and ask everyone out in the office. L- Lombard, yeah, yeah, and he's oh, an, he's Lombard. an actual okay. character. Oh, he's
1: supposed to be like this blonde-haired, blue-eyed asshole, um, but then they have <laughs> Stamper from fucking House of Cards, which I love. Um, <laughs> and uh, so yeah, there's just a lot of characters in here to be like. Yeah, it's a Man of Steel film. It's a Superman story. Um, but man, they fucking went with all the characters. They fucking said, "Here's how much dick we have, and we're you, you know <laughs> take as much as you like." But also, it's still on the table. Like, oh my god, I can't. There's so much that I I can't. Um, have you seen this? Yeah, that that's pretty much my only real qualm of it. Like, other than that, everything that you guys all mentioned, like, are things that I think I've had to kind of like. Uh, not like I've I've been okay or passed on. They, they don't affect me as as much as they affect you guys. So
3: Yeah. Um I mean that that could be for me it's either editing, it could be an editing thing too. Like how was it who editing or directing? It just I wanted it more focused. Yeah. That's all. Um so now Ooh. we go into
1: the rating. Now who now who's first? Who me. do you think, Tom? It's me. It's me first. Yeah, not me. Who do you think
3: would have no votes in a DC film? I don't know.
1: Um so for me. And this is what I'm going to say. I'm going to give it a solid 4.9. Jeez. It's not, to me, like, 100% perfect, but I fucking really, really like it. It's kind of like Rush Hour, you know, where it's like, it's not perfect, but, man, I fucking love that movie. So I I think it's not like a Dark Knight, but I think it's damn near close, especially for, like, Hey, this is this is this is all of Superman. we can't get Krypton. We can't get Smallville. Su- like, and we can't get to the blue suit without all that shit. You are know, like, oh my god, you have quite the task, my friend.
3: Um, next would be me or Josh. Do you want me to go first, Josh, or you? I'll go. go? Uh,
0: just because okay. it, it very much echoes uh, what Tom just said. Uh, Four point nine for me. Um, Ooh, it's very very close to twinsy. It's very very close to that five for me. Um, but. There are a few th- there's only a couple of things that stand out that it's the um the Jonathan Kent thing I would change. So hmm. it, if I wouldn't change anything, then it would be a five. But I'm changing something. Four point nine.
2: I love 4. this 9. Movie
0: so much. Got it. Uh three point four for Corey. Yeah.
3: Three point four. Does anyone
1: feel like their their
3: vote, or oh, that was me? That's only me. I only That's, only <laughs> That's only you.
2: Uh, That's uh, only
3: you. Yeah, I just um just feels dis- disjointed, and I think it has a lot of great ideas in it, and a lot of great casting, Uh and some phenomenal acting. Yeah, Lawrence Fishburne
1: as Perry is. is yeah. Is,
3: oh man. Is electric. I want relativity. to be his general relative. I want to work for Perry. I want to work for Perry. hundred <laughs> percent. It's, it's pretty fucking uh, it smart. It just it. Um, not to say that I mean I've said it before. I want to see another Man of Steel too. I want to see Henry Cavill play this role for as long as he wants to play this role. Um, just narratively, I couldn't figure out who who's who is telling the story. Was it, and that could be the director's point of view too. And it, sometimes it was, but yeah. Caitlin, three point four. Four point four.
1: 4.4 for Caitlyn. Was Tom right? Who else was right? <laughs> I'm gonna pull it up right now. How many of you all were right? I feel like what was it they they all majority voted for Corey?
3: No, Caitlyn. Oh, they went. Oh majority goodness. was Caitlyn, oh. but I had the second uh amount of votes. <laughs> Caitlyn. Uh, <laughs> I do. I will, will say I did like that when Henry Henry
1: Cavill came in shirtless. Caitlyn was like, oh Henry Cavill. So
3: Shout outs, shout outs are Dana P, Kristen, Dana P, Kristen F, and Liam M. mm congrats. You got it right. Congrats. Shout are they, Corey? They're the Gatorade, great.
2: Grumper. There's so many words and they change every time. So it always good Grumper.
3: Gatorade. There you have it. You heard it here first.
0: We, the, the first episode of our Road to Snyder Cut, Man of Steel. Thank you Book so much, everybody, on for listening. Uh, like Corey said just a little bit ago, the conversation is welcome to continue in the Discord. There is a movie section in there. Continue. Or you can DM us. Uh, each of us are happy to continue the conversation. Uh, if you're new to NerdOn, welcome! Check out our website, NerdOn.tv. It has all the Hi. information on everything that we do, including um, links to our YouTubes. Uh, all of our all of our um, episodes go to video, uh, so you get to see all the shenanigans that we on this digital screen uh, do, and blah blah blah. There's lots of weird facial expressions and hand things that happen that you just got to see it to believe it. Um, but yeah, uh, like I said at the top, stop by, rate and review, share it with your friends and family. That's that's how we grow. Uh, but yeah, that has been this episode. Thank you so much for listening. You know the drill, as always.
2: Nerd on.
0: Bye. Broadcast.